We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 through the fan. We're live from Surprise for Texas Rangers Spring Training. This coverage brought to you by Sonic. Mmm, good. Mmm, good. Mm. My goodness. Sonic. Mm. And perhaps we'll do a video at one of the many Ooh. Sonics that Corey has. I think you should stop doing that. Discover there are three Sonics us. in our in our vicinity, Kevin. Two, they're equidistant from this stadium. Great work. Uh, Which side of the tracks are they on? They're uh, both of them are on the right side of the tracks. We're on the will. right side of the tracks. Okay. Uh, so we're, we'll go find one of those, Kevin, and get you one of those corny dogs so you can peel off the outside yes. and eat the wiener. Yes. Did you I know, know what, the train runs so many times in, in really Surprise? Does. Like, it, they are really training it here. Well, it's training camp, Mike. I know, spring training. A lot of train. Do you think there's more trains during spring training? You can't really believe. I cross train tracks, I feel like, quite a time, bit in Dallas-Fort Worth, and they're not running trains not anymore in Dallas-Fort Worth. Yeah, here, God, the tra- they even put... Things on wheels, and I throw it on a train. I'm like, it has wheels already. I Put a truck on it. I'm right there with you, Mike. I have not seen a train run in, in DFW in a long time. There, Whenever I was over off Peavy, there, that was maybe the only area in East Dallas. But other than that, in Plano, train's never around. Guess what, though? Here in Surprise, Arizona, Kevin, during spring training. Yep. Run that train. Not we have training wheels out not, here. All sorts of stuff, definitely man. Definitely not what you said. Is all right. So, what would you think about the prospect? Because we talked when we talked with Bruce Bochy earlier, we talked a lot about pitching. Yeah. But also, I was reading an article on MLB.com from yesterday, and one thing that he threw out, we just didn't have a time to get to it, is he said their lineup has a nice top four hitters. He said, I think we stack up very well with the rest of the league as far as, far as our four. So the idea would be Simeon, Seeger, Lowe, and Garcia right. would be your one, two, three, and four. And I went back and looked, because you brought this up a while back, the top lineups in all of baseball. And Rangers weren't in top ten. Exactly. But of the top eight, only two of them were American League teams. Oh, really? Yeah, which was fascinating to me. So I guess my question is, do you think that top four can or will be among the best in the AL? Because that seemed to be what Bruce Bochy was getting at and what this MLB article hits up. I think it can be solid. Um let me ask you this. If you start just going in the American League West, can it be as good as the right, can it be as good as the Angels? I mean, you're gonna have Trout and Otani. As, yeah. I mean, both of those guys are better than any guy you have on your team. You're right. So like literally two of their four are better than any one of your four. I know I can't include Anthony Rendon. He doesn't play ever since he got money, like almost every angel in the history of a decade. Yeah. If they get a huge contract in free agency and they weren't an angel to start off, they immediately get hurt and their career goes downhill. 
But I just look at that, and then I start thinking about Seattle, also in your own division. Ooh, okay. And I wonder about the and the Blue Jays. I know they're not right, in our right. division. I just look at your own division and go, okay, like let's just start looking at the first four. I wonder about the Angels. Hear me out for just right. a second, because I, I Rendon is this is bad. He dude. sucks. Is I, I hear what you're? I mean, he does. Is he's hurt all the time? I, yes. I, uh, I know, and so, that sucks. Yeah, and and that's the thing is, as much as I love Mike Trout is he'll miss time on you then i wonder well, he hit just, 40 home runs that's way more than anybody on our team last year that i mean it's seven more right then it's a lot no it, it is but like with that group to go along with it is hold on i'm gonna i'm gonna find the number right. about number of home runs because i'm saying the depth oh yeah here we go all four of those guys hit at least 26 home runs and Two of the four were the players with 25 home runs and 25 stolen bases, Garcia and Simeon. Only two other players in the entire uh, American League did that. And so I, that's what I'm saying, the depth. I'm not, I'm, not, right, right, right. I'm not arguing by any point is like you can beat out, you know, Julio or Trout or in the division. I right. just wonder the depth because all of these guys can put up your 25 home runs and your 80 to 100 RBIs in their stack back to back to back to back. So that's my question. I'm not telling you it's going to happen. I right. just, I'm curious about the depth at the top four. I like this top four. I do. Uh, and if we're talking about American League, it needs to be top four in the American League to make the playoffs. Yep. Because I do think once you get to six, seven, eight, nine, the Rangers are going to struggle. Mm. I, I, I hope not. I hope I'm wrong. But I think that this really needs to be carried by your first four hitters because I'm just not sure when I start saying Leody Tavares, Jonah Heim. Uh, I think Josh Young will probably bat seventh, I'm guessing, if Mitch Garver is batting fifth or sixth. Left field, Robbie Grossman. Like that, he batted 205 with seven yeah. home runs last year. Yeah. And he's going to be batting uh, sixth right or seventh that. in your lineup because. You know, eighth and ninth, most likely you'll be Heim batting eighth and Leody Tavares batting ninth. And so that's where this first four really needs to be good. I don't think it can compete with – if I'm looking at first four, I don't know what they ranked, but I'm thinking San Diego, when they're healthy, is, is the best. I think they put the Astros right. at the top and the Padres were second. Okay. And, and this is overall lineup or top of the lineup. Uh, this oh, this is all lineup. So right. that's a, that's a good point. Yeah. I don't I don't have a breakdown of just the top four. Okay. okay. And so because yeah, it's Altuve, Pena, Alvarez, and Bregman versus Tati, Soto, Machado, and Bogarts. That like that's a horrifying top four right there. That if I'm a pitcher, I'm like, no, do the opener. Let me yeah. come in in the second inning, and I'll I'll be able to handle that. And I I just and since you brought up Mitch Garver, I thought this was a fun fact: is he caught three innings and homered into the Cincinnati bullpen in his first game behind the plate since May of last year. And he talked about how nervous and excited he was because remember he had the flexor tendon surgery in July. So just a cool moment. You know, you don't want to put too much yeah. emphasis on the results in spring training, but a cool moment for I, him to be able to get back behind the dish. I am getting excited about this team. And and it's sh you shouldn't base a lot of what you think of a team on spring training. You should really base base it on hey, what do you think of this team before spring training starts and then how healthy they are on opening day? Because if you do have two or three 
tough injuries in spring training. Like you just mentioned, Gavin Lux is done for the year. That yeah. was a guy that the Dodgers saw getting 500 at bats this year uh, on their team, and he's not going to get that anymore. So as long as you come out of this thing healthy, I do really think the Rangers can do some damage, and this is exciting me on what's happening. I'm trying to quickly, even though it's not happening quick, happening quickly, look at the Seattle Mariners. Because really, to make the playoffs, it's going to be tough to get three teams from your division yeah. into the playoffs. I think two will make it for sure. So I'm just trying to but look the, at. I know it's a totally different sport, but now the NFC East has made me confident that anything could happen. Since most of the year, we had the possibility of all God. four of them making I'll it. I'll tell you, look how confused I was. I swear I... I clicked on 2022 and i'm like ichiro i'm like what the <laughs> what is going on and then i'm like oh it says 2002 it's making me go all the way up here and i'm like well they Corey. have really i know espn screwed me over already on marcus simeon's like war and i'm like are they this bad is it should i never go to espn if they have ichiro suzuki on the 2022 <laughs> Corey, uh, team. your immediate thoughts about how the Rangers lineup stacks up against each row? Not good enough. Okay. Uh, he's going to hit every time. You know, yeah. it's just pretty much every time he gets up to the plate. What do you think of, and maybe it's just we're familiar with, I'm just looking at, I, I don't have them in order here. I'm sorry. But, I immediately think of Julio, of course. Right. Um, Suarez, their third baseman, has had a very good career the last few years. Last year he had a, a dip in his batting average, but he had 31 home runs, 87 RBIs, only batted 236 with a 791 OPS. I mean, I know we'd have to pull up our guys' numbers because 791 OPS looks bad to me, but then I think that was a well above yeah. average last year yeah. in Major League Baseball. Ty France had 20 home runs, 84 RBIs. But, like, you see what I'm saying, right? When you yeah, bring I think up those we, guys, I think we definitely our compete, guys can do that. Definitely compete with Seattle and say, maybe our four better than their four type of deal. And Julio Rodriguez, obviously, coming off uh, rookie of the year with 28 home runs and 75 RBIs, 284 batting average. I didn't realize he batted, had such a high batting average. That's why people think he's next, right? Like, they think he's the next great or one of the great players in Major League Baseball. When we get to the all-star break, let's say, and I know, look, we're in spring training, but this is the topic, is the Rangers need to have a better first four than Seattle. Okay. Right? Because yeah, yeah, their yeah. depth is probably a hair better, because I'm not naming Teoscar Hernandez, who they picked up. Yeah. Dude, you know, I'd have to go to Toronto stats. But to your point, Toronto does their first four with Springer, Bo Bichette, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., and I don't know exactly who their fourth guy would be. But, I mean, that's that's pretty darn good in the American League. Kevin, based on all these things we're discussing right now, I think that four that you're talking about, the, our core four in the lineup, sure. I think currently in the spring training they have a combined, like, five hits. Oh, how but many at-bats have they had? only one for five so far. I, what if he's getting out his bad when, streak to start? When now, should like, we be concerned? Not, I feel like not now. How far into right? the spring training? Uh, none far into the spring training. I will be surprised. Is that if, an answer? I'll be surprised if Simeon doesn't hit 30 home runs or more this year. Can I ask you a question, Mike? If you had a team, one through nine, that hit 20, no more, no less. Every player hit Everybody 20? Everybody hit 20, and they're hitting about two, let's say 250. Would you Whoa. see for me? I'm I'm hoping like 270, oh. 300, but but that's like that's not a powerful team. But they they can hit every one of them can hit home runs. I don't want that because I think you can go back in recent history. I think the Minnesota Twins recently did had really? a lineup. Mitch Garver's. Last, it's not exactly, but no, yeah, no, like, no, but, but if, if you look at the 2021 Minnesota Twins, if I have the year right, uh, 
a lot of their players, like they had almost everybody had kind of 20 home runs in their lineup, nothing super special in their lineup, but really great depth. And it didn't really provide what you needed. So I'd much rather have your premium three to four hitters, whether they're batting two through five or one through four. And then I need my, you know, you can't, it's not politically correct anymore because you'd say Chiefs and the others. I'm not going to say the whole thing because mm-hmm. it gets people upset. But your, you, sh- your chefs you, and your kitchen staff. Thank you. You yeah. need role oh, yeah. players because you can't just say, I got nine Chiefs out here. Yeah. That it does not work that way in baseball. Uh, it doesn't work in a lot of sports. You need role players. You need your, talking to Bruce Bochy, you need your Marco Scuderos. You need your David Ecksteins. You need these guys that fill roles for you. So your guys like Simeon Seeger, and you're really hoping Nate Lowe continues what he did last year. Adolis Garcia maybe even takes a, a, a minor little another step forward to really let those guys be the guys that are the 100 RBIs guys. And then, see how I did that for you, Corey? And then and then the other guys are your run-scored guys. Man, outstanding breakdown right there. I'm really looking forward to I just want to give a little shine to the uh, other side since we've talked so much about the pitching. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, we jump into the lunch rush where we will get to Mike Likes It, talk some stars, plus do our giveaway, and... Stephen Jones says Dallas will probably use the franchise tag again this year. Cowboys fans, do you approve? 877-881-1053. Tolos, Twolos, let us know next on The Fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105.3. The Fan is going to be an action-packed segment. We've got the giveaway. we got Mike Likes It, where I think it might get put on blast. We're going to talk a little bit about the Stars and what the hell continues to happen to them mentally in overtime. But I want to start with this. There's a whole lot of stuff that Stephen Jones said yesterday, right down to the, you brought it up, Jane put it out there, is essentially they were like, Hey, why did you switch with the play calling and let McCarthy do it? And Stephen Jones goes, let's just say he was very persuasive. And so I I appreciated that to kick it off. Do you think he walked in and he was like, either you get rid of Kellen Moore or I'm out of here? You think that's that was how he persuaded it? I don't. Okay. I think he was. I think he has like the leverage, or maybe he felt like he had the leverage because they won their first road playoff game in 30 years to be like, hey, look. He ain't working. Mm-hmm. I want to do something different. Uh, and and I, I will also give I, – I, I think that's a, a huge point there. The, the part of it, I think he was judging him all the time. You know, he was like – he was watching this guy going, that's not how I would do it. But I don't know if he was lending his hand to him and saying, hey, let me – here's how I would. 
I mean, maybe he did, and then Kellen would just ignore it and move and do his own thing. I don't know exactly how that worked or functioned, but Mike McCarthy said, I want to do it my way, install my program, have my words be in the quarterback's ears so that he understands that it's all from here and this is what we need to do. It's not just a play call. Sometimes it's a play call and we need this three yards. You know, like there's, there's a little more to it, and maybe that's him keeping Mike McCarthy more connected to each game. Maybe that'll help him whenever it comes down to clock decisions when he's looking at it because he's more in rhythm with the pace of everything that's going on. All I know is the Cowboys are going to the Super Bowl. Mike predicted it long that ago. Is, that We're going to Las Vegas to cover the Dallas Cowboys this year. Well, really, it'd be 2024. But. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's going to be so glorious to be in Vegas with the Cowboys. I mean, and then Mike is going to be dancing because he predicted it all. Obviously, yep. that would be freaking incredible. From the Do you believe it? No. Oh my god. You, you knew I Mike Bassett. You always said pick this. them to win 13 games. Why can't they win 16 games and be in the Super Bowl? And <sighs> I definitely do not always pick them to win 13 games 12. and because they just they don't. You watch the Cowboys. I hope you're right. I would much by a million percent rather you be right than me be right. Who's better than them in the NFC? The Eagles. All right, fine. Who else? You think the Eagles are better? Yes. Even though they're losing most of their defense? When's the last time we played a team three times in a row in the playoffs? The 49ers, right? Yeah, it won't happen again. What's the odds of us having to play the 49ers again? Doesn't feel like we played the Packers like three times in a row? Yeah, maybe we did. (laughs) I I was not prepared for that question. That is a good question. All right, well. So two teams are better. <laughs> okay. As long as they both play each other, and then we rip the quarterback's elbow out of socket uh-huh. in the second play of the game, uh-huh. and we have to play a, a running back as their quarterback the rest of the way, except they just changed the rule on that. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not changed yet. Oh, okay. The proposal is out there, though. Then we're going to the Super Bowl. Okay. Yeah. Now, this question came in. I think this is a really good question from the 6A2. What is the downside of using the franchise tag in general? Like, not on a specific player, but just people make it sound like it's a bad thing to use it at all. That is a great question. The players don't want it used on them. I mean, absolutely. And I totally understand the logistics of that because you're like, I want a long-term deal instead of a one-year deal. But Steven said yesterday, we're not afraid of the tag. End of the day, we'll probably use it again this year. Now, uh, did he say on? He did not, on. but I think it would be heavily implied that it would be Tony Pollard, right? He said not necessarily, but okay. like you're, I agree with you. Great. Yes. Who else are they using? If they use it on Dalton Schultz again, Cowboys Twitter is going to freaking implode. You don't have to use it on Terrence Steele. He's a restricted free agent, right? Exactly. So the highest tag you have to put on Terrence Steele, I'll double-check the number, but I think it's like $4.2 million. What's the what's the highest tag you would have to use on Dalton Schultz this year? Because so, it would be a second time. And you'd have to go up 20%. So I do believe you'd be looking at probably like $13.5 or $14.5 million dollars. Okay. See Hold you on. later. Yeah, yeah, I'm with Mike on that. All right, now what's the max you think you think? Because this is safety, Donovan Wilson. Like, Ooh. and I'm not saying he's the guy, but like, I think he could get eight, eight million a year, maybe even yeah. up to ten if somebody really wanted him. That's where I would love to try to get. I do think he's very important to this mm-hmm. team. By mm-hmm. the way, uh, I would love to get him on somewhat of a let's just say five year deal. Obviously, it's not going to be guaranteed. But you get him on a five-year, let's just say $45 million deal with about two and a half years guaranteed. So if you feel like after 
three years or two years there's a decline and he's not worth that money, then easily in the third or fourth year you can say, thank you so much. Donovan, you gave us a Whoa. nice seven years. Yeah, one of my concerns. $14 million. For that a franchise is, tag of Wilson? For a, wow, that is way high. So, yeah, you, think my, ten, you think $10 million is more what his market is then? I could see that. My, Eight my, to ten. my concern is that his, the, his style of play, sure. I'm a little concerned about him being healthy throughout the entirety of a long contract. Sure. But $14 million is a big number, that, especially yeah. if I'm trying to figure out what I'm doing with Tony Pollard. And all that still. And now, and that's where I would assume that is the case. And I'm just, it, it's great is you can, the tender that you can put on uh, Terrence Steele is, is really low because of his lack of draft status. And I think that is fantastic. So you would get compensated one way or another if you lost Terrence Steele. I do not think that's going to be the case. After this year, you're going to have to pay him. For Tony Pollard, it's $10.1 million. But the question was, and I want to loop back to some of these logistics, what's so bad about it? There's no flex in the franchise tag. That is the number one issue with this, all right? If you put Tony Pollard on the franchise tag, he costs $10.1 million. No more, no less, no way to get out of it. If you gave him... That's why I, I was hoping the safety was more like uh, $8 million. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But, like, I'm not saying this would be the case. But let's say you Tony Pollard never got hurt, and you're like, oh, my God, he's amazing. You give him your five-year, $60 million deal, whatever the case may be, that Yuck. almost made me swear. Exactly. Okay. I hear you. But the point of that would be how much would that first year hit? You could probably make that first year hit three and a half to $4 million on the cap if you wanted. And so that is why so many teams not only do contract extensions, they do contract extensions before the next deal is up because you can shove all that money throughout a variety of years. So if you franchise tag Tony Pollard, it's $10.1 million, which if you gave him a long-term deal, which I am not advocating whatsoever, you could get the number down to 3 or $4 million. And that is the issue that the Cowboys run into because what did they think last year about Dalton Schultz? They're like, oh, Dalton Schultz probably cost us $13, $14 million. Oh, man, we franchise tagged him for less money. But that is not a smart way to do it. If you really want to keep the player, I don't know if the Cowboys do want to long-term keep Pollard. All right, so Pollard and Steele are expected to be ready for camp, right? Yes, do which you, is great. Do you want to keep Pollard? I'm okay with – I'll answer first. For the franchise tag, yeah. I'm okay with it. But, That's no, it. I do not want to sign him to a long-term deal. Agreed. Okay, so – and this is kind of where and I now think he's I, great. But... I want to fiddle with your emotions a little bit. Okay. Because I was talking to Zach Wolchuk last night. He was uh, – after dinner, he was like, I got to watch – I got to watch two offensive linemen or something. He was, like, trying to pick out. Yeah. And we were kind of talking, and I was like, how many third-round running backs are there that are – he was like, there's a lot. And he had 13 cornerbacks that he had listed on his list that he's like, and I think that you can get them anywhere in the first three rounds. He said, there's only two I don't like. And so I was sitting there going, okay, cornerback, everybody thinks that's a position of need. Do you have to get it in the first round? Well, do you want the, the premier talent or do you want good talent that could be good? So, Kevin, when it comes to running back, do you think you can get a third or fourth or fifth round running back that can give you the same production that Tony Pollard did for a cheaper price? So – Here's my issue with that is I don't know if we'll need to close the windows or if y'all can text in right now. 877-881-1053. If you can yep. hear what that mm -hmm. song is, <laughs> Reggie can definitely hear it. Text in or hit us up on the Twitch if you can hear what that song is. Here's my issue with that. I, I, I think that makes a lot of sense. It's not a current song. But I want Tony Pollard's production this last season. That is a lot to ask. 
of a rookie. And, like, I believe you can get a third or fourth round rookie that can develop into that. But I'm saying next year, I want the Pollard production, especially if you're going to move off of Zeke. That is a... That is a big ask. Okay. All right. I, that Does makes, that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. And and I don't know, like, I'll be very honest. I don't know if our offense is going to look the same. Sure. Because I don't know what kind of production that Kellen Moore is trying to get from what. And if you look back at the uh, at the, the Mike McCarthy era, like, uh, because he had Aaron Rodgers, it was a very different thing. But is the running back going to be as much of a significant feature or is the passing game more significant there? And I don't know how much Tony Pollard matters in this offense uh, that way. That was a Kellen Moore guy. I love watching Tony Pollard run. I love watching Tony Pollard play football. I don't know if I'm, what kind of Tony Pollard I'm getting off of an injury, but the money is significant to me, and that's a question that I have for it. And if I can get that cheaper yes. at a running back position sure. and still maybe strengthen my defense – or even strengthen a little bit of my receiving group, I'm okay. feeling pretty happy. Through the draft. So you, uh, and probably, but you really hit on something there. If you really started to gut out parts of this team, but you told me it's because you were picking up Bobby Wagner, or if it was because you were making the trade and absorbing some of the money for DeAndre Hopkins. Oh my God. Like, we will go to the Super Bowl. I know. If they sign Bobby Wagner and trade their second round pick for DeAndre Hopkins, will you then say they're going to Vegas? I might, actually. I yes. think y'all make a, co- a very good point there. Get on on the basic train that's the thing Corey. that i'm willing to if i know where that money is going because that's isn't that what agitated everyone last year mm-hmm. oh how much money did we save on amari cooper where'd that money go mm. uh, and the answer was it went into the bank to Michael pay Gallup. Save, yeah, yeah. To, it, 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 it went, paid for training camp exactly it went to gallup and it went to pay for your future poor decisions on contracts that's yeah kind of and so i think that's what agitated people A if they if they're like well we can't bring back tony pollard we got to draft better because we had some problems everyone's gonna be like cool so you took away this cool thing I wanted so we could be fiscally responsible. How many people do you know that you. are like, okay, besides me, <laughs> that's fair. How many people do you know that would be like super jazzed about that? Hey, guys, you know what we're going to do today? Are we going to Disney World? No, we're going to learn fiscal responsibility. I oh. say 35 cents on this beef jerky. Now, yeah. that's, that's Kevin right yeah. there. He's excited. I understand. You know what I can do with that 35 cents? Oh, yeah. Okay, Mike, don't show me things you're putting on the Twitch. I was like, oh, what listener said that? Mike Bassett, 37. But, yeah, that's my thing. When I'm kind of designing this, I know there's always going to be the I don't think the Cowboys will do that, but that's you're asking me this is what I want to do, and I want to go into the draft to find my running back. And then I am going to use my money, and I will. But I know Steven and them don't. They – the only way they want free agents, if it is a team-friendly deal, yeah. and you're the guy that waited long enough that you didn't get the offer, and the people are like, why did you sign that guy? And you're like, just wait till he gets out there. You'll see. And, th- and then they give you uh, production, like limited. And that's the argument that we've had over the years. Or they outproduce, their, they outproduce it just as coach. Yes. Or they get injured, and they don't even, they're non-existent. And so does, that feeds into what we learned a few days ago via Michael Gelkin about how little money this franchise has actually spent and how I do believe there's salary cap hell. Because you're like, well, how are the Cowboys over the cap if they're not spending any money? Because they're eating contracts that they set up years ago. They're over the cap because they're eating those poor decisions and not putting more money into the team because they don't have any cap money that they can put into the team. That is the frustrating aspect of this because they only team build one way. Yeah, man. Like Instead of eating contracts, Mike, they could be eating corn dogs from Sonic. 
Mm. Oh. I really do want a corn dog now because of y'all. I know, corn and like dog. I'm smelling what's they they turned on the the fryers out here today at the stadium. Sonic, they're cooking. I like I putting smell. ketchup and mustard on my corn dog. Oh my god! At the same time. Oh, and maybe a little dollop of mayo along. No, there. no, no. Yeah, I, some I, sugar. I don't like mayo some on cinnamon? dogs. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Or nah, corn dogs. Yeah, no, I don't want those either. But mustard and ketchup. Mustard's so good. At the state fair, mm. I only want mustard. Okay. But Sonic, I do the mustard and ketchup. I think I might just get a burger. I'm sorry. I, I know you want the corn dog. Mm. I think I'm smelling the popcorn. I, okay, is that what you're smelling right now? Oh, gosh, it's food time, Kevin. And I know this person is trolling, but I'm going to go and bring it to the air so I can not point me. out that, that, not you, the, oh. this is a dumb statement. Oh, gosh. From the 469, you love, it's a statement, not person. I think this is a dumb statement. <laughs> You love Tony Pollard for slave wages and not what he's earned. I don't understand. I'm not sure what segment you were just listening to as Mike and I both said we would bring him in for the franchise tag of $10.1 million if you believe that's what he's earned. So first of all, you're wrong about that. Second of all, isn't $10.1 million, just to make sure this person understands how things work in the NFL? Isn't 10.1 the average of the top five, five. running backs in Correct. the NFL? So 10.1 is pretty much getting paid the second or third best running back in the NFL money. And, and we, we said we'd do yes, it for one year. Yes. And secondly, if you pay players what you think they've earned in the past for the future. You're Jerry you, Jones. You'll, yes. Right, you will Jerry's be listening. terrible. If you think, if your team out there that thinks Tony Pollard, because of his low usage rate, the beginning of his career, is going to be badass for the next four or five years, then by all means, give him the money because you're paying for the future. You do not pay for past performance. That is a mistake in every sport. That is a mistake. So I know that that guy I heard you has been the table. He's pounding the table, yeah, he's pounding he? the table on this You're one. You're about to make him throw this headset. Yeah, and that's just pure – that statement, I believe, is pure foolishness. And I think there's a pretty hefty track record of running backs who get their second contract and then underperform. It's not Tony Pollard's fault that the market is the way it is or history is the way it is. But that's why – the number would be lower than what you would think. And plus, he's coming off an injury, for crying out loud. So there are a lot of factors at play. You know what? As long as we are, as long as I'm fired up, Reggie, can you go ahead and fire off cut number one? Because the trend continues for the Stars, and it is exceedingly yes. agitating. Not a good trend. Bovillier's oh. come on to replace Patterson. He takes a lead patch. He's got two goals in this game. Centers, Kuzmenko scores! Anthony Bovillier set it up in front. And Kuzmenko just angled the stick and knifed it in. As Kuzmenko in overtime scores 48 seconds in. 48 seconds in, and I know it's it, the Stars are happy they scored the third period goal, so they got a point out of it. But you see this again and again and again. And I know playoff hockey is a different deal in terms of construction and time and everything like that. But somebody brought up earlier, does Ottinger have some sort of mental hang-up in overtime or shootouts? Because what is the deal? And Ottinger was not good yesterday. He picked up the slack. I think he stopped... I want to say like the last 10 shots he saw in regulation. But before that, he was abysmal. And the Stars fell way behind because of it. So I'm glad they got a point. But they lose to Vancouver 5-4 to four in overtime as this team's track record of just being one of the, if not the worst team in overtime and shootouts continues. Which it's amazing how good they have been this year and how high they are up in the standings considering how poor they have done in this particular aspect.
Hold on. I'm sorry. I, I think this is a significant number. Oh, sure. Mike McCarthy evidently told Stephen Jones that he agreed with most of what Kellen Moore was doing, but he wanted to change 15 to 20% of what their offense was doing. Ooh. That's a big number. Yeah, so one out of every five to six and a half plays, he's like, mm, that's probably not. I didn't really not. like that one. That's pretty interesting that he let it go that way. Like, he, as the coach, he was like, I'm just going to keep with this. But he didn't necessarily agree with what was going on on the team, and that's why the change was made. Some people are going to love what Kellen Moore does with Justin Herbert. Some people might love this new offense with Dak and Mike McCarthy this year. Maybe we're, not. I don't know. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 through the fan. Got Mike likes it coming up in about mm, 15 seconds. But before we oh, get great. to any of that. Let's get something away. Cutting me off again for 15 more seconds. Caller number 10. Now. 877-881-1053 will win <laughs> a four-pack of one-day tickets to the good guys 13th LMC Truck Spring Lone Star Nationals half March 10th what? through the 12th at mm. Texas Motor Speedway. You can buy tickets right now at good-guys.com. Told you I'd get it eventually. Or you can win them for free. 877-881-1053. We'll be doing this giveaway all week long out in Arizona. Now, how about some Mike Likes it? All right, Corey. I want to talk to you. Kevin, you shut your mouth right now. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Corey, who's the leader of this show? Oh, man. It's, uh, it's the whole show. Yeah, but, like, who gets us in and out of segments? Oh, Kevin definitely does, yeah. Right. Okay, so Kevin is the leader of the show. Did you know, Corey, oh my God. that today is Luka Doncic's birthday? He turns 24 years old today. Yeah, I actually did know this. Earlier this uh -huh. morning, uh -huh. I was like, Kevin, I just want your yeah. thoughts on Luka. Kevin, don't respond yet. And Kevin said, um, guys, I talk. You guys fill in the empty spaces mm -hmm. around whenever I'm speaking. And what, if I want to bring Luke up, I might. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I just kind of know what I'm supposed to do for the day then. So So now, before you talk, Kevin, mm -hmm. on Luka Doncic's 24th birthday, mm -hmm. since I'm bringing it up, the <laughs> question to you is, why do you hate Luka so much that you wouldn't even bring up his birthday it's today? It's his day of birth. We're man. almost done with our show. We're about ready to get ready for the lighter Kumar Rocker show. The Vandy boys are pitching today. Uh-huh. And we are getting close to the end of the show, and you have not mentioned that man's birthday one time. What is wrong with you? He's the savior of the team. Kid said yeah. it wasn't him. It's, yeah. it's Luca. Yeah, Kid's going to watch tonight along with me mm -hmm. on my computer, I think. Mm -hmm. And you haven't mentioned Luca's birthday one time. I don't think I'm totally with y'all about the division of labor and who is allowed to bring things up and who is not. Okay. I mean, so, like, that's that would be my right, answer. Right now it's two to, to one, but okay. Okay, yeah. so this would uh, I I think of I see. A tyrant would wouldn't think that way. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think you're not gonna like this either because I was gonna say we could bring up uh, a survey of 101 former NBA players and where they put Luca in the great players of the game because it's not in the top five. It's not your segment. Okay. <laughs> Actually, right. I'm gonna bring this article up tomorrow. I think you're gonna love the art, okay. the whole article. Cool. You're gonna love it. All right, so happy birthday, Luke. Happy birthday, Luke. Yes, Luca. 24 for sure. years old. From the fan. This for is sure. this isn't from me. This is just from some fan out there who just said, "Hey, Luca, you're 24 years old. You're one of the greatest players in the NBA today. We're gonna talk about you the rest of the season, and we all hope you lead the Mavericks back to the Western Conference Finals. Can you please grow up with the referees? Mm -hmm. You're in your fifth year in the effing NBA. Mm -hmm. Figure." out how to play basketball without complaining without this person you know cussing about 
hey, the refs are the thing that distracts me. They're my cocaine and they're my meth and they're my heroin and I have to argue with the refs all freaking game. How about you relax for one second, Luca, and just guess what? The refs never changed the call in his life after blowing his whistle. So just keep playing basketball. You're 24 years old now. Mm. Happy birthday, Luka Doncic. Why don't you win a championship before you turn 25? I can't believe I read that from the fan who put that there, but I mean, that's what, you know, a a guy thought about Luka Mm -hmm. and and, Mm -hmm. and, uh, his complaining uh-huh. to the referees for 476 NBA basketball games. Do you think oh, for, a, for a present that Luca asked for more arguments with referees? Right. You ready for Adam Silver? He might hate basketball the way that we think Rob that, Manfred? that Rob Manfred hates Rob baseball. Manfred loves baseball. How about this? Joe Out of Kelly all the me. examples Adam Silver could use about overtime, he's like, did you see where Kawhi Leonard played 46 whole minutes in a basketball game? We might have to go to the Elon Musk ending in this thing, or Elam ending, whichever one it's called. It's Elam ending. Yeah. Elam ending. And he's like, you know, that's, we might destroy careers here if we have to play five more minutes of basketball. And God forbid we go to a double overtime and have to play ten whole minutes of NBA basketball. Hey, that mofo, Adam Silver, sits out. He might not have even had a thousand minutes played in this NBA season because he sits out so many basketball games. Five minutes of overtime, guys. Now I'll turn over to you. Mm-hmm. Doesn't seem like a lot, Adam Silver. We're like, I, I better make a score. Like whoever scores the next six points in overtime, because we might ruin Kawhi Leonard's career. Yeah, I definitely won't want to ruin his career at all. I mean, I don't want to ruin his career, but I understand your point of maybe that's not the guy that you point out to. This could potentially take down. Uh, take down people's careers. Gosh, trying to save New Balance over there, I guess. <laughs> He's trying to really pump up the New Balance brand. Gosh, if this guy gets hurt, who's going to pump up New Balance? Yeah, yeah. And also, Mike, there were some people speculating that that was not a texter who said some of that Luca stuff, that that might have been you. Well, whoever that person was loves Luca to death, but is sick and tired of him arguing with refs and letting it distract his game from being arguably the greatest basketball player in the NBA today. Do you, do you feel like maybe he is talking about him, Corey? Are you, oh, you're asking me? Yeah, I think uh, I think that's Mike. Mike has a feeling for sure. Okay. All right. I, I, I do want to know something though, Mike. This is this is a new Happy era birthday, of, of player. And when I hear the Charles Barkleys and the Mike Bassicks like discussing. These guys don't play. We like they don't play all the time. They don't play every night. I do wonder. This is not from me, yeah. but it's from the perspective of that player. I wonder if they look at the Charles Barkleys and say, "But what more did it earn you to play every night? If I don't want to play, I don't have to play, and they're not making me." Yeah, the owners don't care. It just stinks. I think it. I think from their perspective and from a Mike Bass, Bassick perspective, if I'm going to pay to sit. To sit in the lower bowl of a Dallas Maverick game if you're not a season ticket holder is going to cost you $300 for two tickets, and you're in the corners or you're behind the basket. If you want to sit where you go baseline to center court, you know, baseline to baseline, you're looking at anywhere from $1,000 a ticket to probably $250 a ticket. So you're looking for two tickets. You're looking at anywhere from $500 to $2,000. And these guys are going to sit out thirty three percent of the games. So the the, the coal worker line that he's you know he's probably been you know didn't want to go to work but he still went out there and hustled. Uh, and I, missed, I just they missed the national anthem <laughs> again way too early, guys. And and that's where I'm I I do wonder. I think that the in that respect because that's what Anthony Edwards said, right? I'm thinking about this kid that showed up to see me on this night. You never know. 
and I don't know that Anthony Edwards' money is big yet. And I wonder if those guys' money that are already big and have already accomplished things, if they're looking at it that way, because I think they're disconnected. I, I mean, a lot of their life is disconnected from regular society anyway, because they, I mean, they can go home. What was it? Uh, Steph Curry was like, hey, I have these bushes here, so I don't have to deal with, you know, neighbors and stuff like that. So I, just, I do yeah. wonder if they're just so disconnected, they don't care about that player in or a, that, that fan. In a weird way, the owners don't care if they play in the regular yeah. season. It's literally the NBA telling us there's 82 meaningless games. We do want you, though, to pay approximately $300 per ticket to come see us play. It's a, it's a weird thing that they're telling us. They're, they're literally telling us, all these games don't matter until we get to the playoffs, but we want your millions and billions of dollars to watch meaningless basketball games. Yeah. And it is one of these things I'm going to probably change where I'm going with Mike likes it here. We're here at Surprise Arizona covering the Texas Rangers, and they've expanded playoffs. And I've always thought this, hey, why not do the NBA hockey thing? Just let half the league in the playoffs. It seems like America likes playoffs more than they do regular season. But now we're seeing where the NBA's numbers keep going down and down and down. And part of it is everybody who wants to watch NBA basketball realizes they're not trying yeah. uh, in the regular season. And, and it is a very different product in the regular season than the playoffs. So I'm not going to watch it. And so I'm wondering if the opposite is as much as we love playoffs – I'm wondering if baseball maybe needs to reevaluate adding an extra wild card team might water down the product over time that teams are like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to sit out Corey Seager 40 games this yeah. year. You know what we're going to do? We're going to only pitch Jacob DeGrom 20 games this year because if it gets expanded anymore and you only have to win 75 to 78 games to make the eighth spot in the American League playoffs, you might start start seeing teams go, you know what's best for us is to be completely healthy for the playoffs, which means make this a meaningless 162 games because the NBA has figured out how to make this product a meaningless 82 games. So, Mike, this to that like the to the fan point of, of view, uh, we're out here, this minor league, or not minor league baseball, but this is spring training right. baseball where none of it matters. Right. But we'll see this stadium, you know, fill up pretty good. And downstairs in our hotel, there are people here that are talking about their first spring training 20 years ago when they got yeah. so-and-so's autograph. I was listening this morning to stories of people, that really and cool. that's those memories that stick, and that's why they've been coming to spring training every year for 20 years. That's why they commit that money every year because they got to see or interact or, or see that one. We got to see the Josh Young moment. We both watched that happen live. He hits a home run, yeah. and that's going to stick with us forever. And, and that's what kids. we keep coming back for in our kids. And so I, I totally understand that part of it. And that's where, like, you know, what baseball has done over its time, it's given the, the fans that opportunity. We get to see it right there, man. Yeah. They I, love it. I was asking last night. I was with about 15 Ranger fans down in the lobby, and I was talking to them for about an hour, having a great time. A lot of them work for the, the Texas Dominoes Rangers. Dominoes players? Yeah, like they're ushers and, and stuff like that. And – um, I was asking him, I said, who's your favorite Ranger of all time? Now, none of them named a current player. They weren't younger people. They yeah. were older people because we got one Al Oliver, one Mike Hargrove. Uh, you know, we got, I'll tell you who seemed to be the most popular was Rusty Greer. Yeah. Uh, okay. Was a very popular candidate. Got a Will Clark, got a Raphael Palmero, uh, got a Juan Gonzalez, got a Nolan Ryan. And 
you know, it's fun to kind of talk to people that have been around the game, that have loved the Texas Rangers, I'd say since a few since the 70s, but a lot since it seemed like that early 90s. Like that impression of 96, 98, 99 team really had a big impression on a lot of the Texas Ranger fans that are at least here right now in Surprise, Arizona. And I asked him about current Texas Rangers, and it's interesting. They struggled to name. I said, well, who's your favorite player now? And all of them struggled to name. Not that they don't know the players. They just struggled to really have a favorite on the Rangers right now. So I do think that's really up in the air, The, the Rusty Greer type of player um it's it's there to be had could it be josh young you know and i do think that players uh, people do at times really like the player that was developed through your system and comes up and is that spark plug yeah type of a guy from the 682 you didn't get a single pudge rodriguez i did not i asked said nobody gave nobody wow. said pudge. it didn't it didn't i'm Whoa. not saying they didn't they didn't say oh, we don't like pudge it was just that they had their their people that was kind of their first ever favorite player for the texas rangers and now their all-time favorite player i can't remember everybody's answer but i remember going wow that's interesting pudge michael young didn't come up either that's wild kevin still hasn't said happy birthday to luca either i did i said happy birthday no you didn't i I did yes i did no y'all were talking who's your favorite who's your favorite maverick of all time uh dirk who's your second favorite maverick rolando black who's your third favorite maverick of all time oh it could be Luca. Yeah. Wow. Third, huh? Maybe. I don't know. Like, oh. Does anybody really care? It depends. If he leaves for the Lakers, then probably not. <laughs> oh, man. In your face, Luca. Grow up. By the way, I forgot to bring up the most amazing Stephen Jones quote. People were asking why they believe so much in Dak Prescott. And he says, because we know him. We know what he's about. His leadership skills are undeniable. Impeccable work ethic. Other than he hadn't won some key playoff games, he's everything you want in a quarterback. Oh, all he's got to do is win some key playoff games. Other than just get, uh, all he has yeah. to do, Kevin, and then that'll shut everybody up, right? Yeah. Other than that, how was the play, Mrs. Lincoln? Just so you know what you missed and Mike likes it, you can read what I was thinking about doing so you can be so happy what we did. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here Mock on 105 Through the Fan. Coming up next, the C-Block starring Corey Majors. Uh, I might have a Lucy update. Ooh. And Jared Sandler joins us in the C-Block next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.